0: This week on Wealth Made Simple, uh, I am going to cover two aspects which I think are very important. So uh, a few weeks ago, Karen and I did an episode on goal setting and with the best in- intentions in the world, uh, we all set goals uh, with a plan to obviously execute them, but seldom do, do they all get executed efficiently. Uh, so, And taking action uh, is by far one of the hardest things. Uh, And having an action plan and and having a way to make sure that you implement what you intend to do uh, is important. So the two parts that I've got for you today are, at at first I'm just going to set the scene for you in terms of some things you need to do to lay the foundations and the groundwork. And the second part is I will share with you actionable steps and tips uh, for you to use And I'm pretty confident you'll have at least two or three from this uh, thorough and comprehensive list that I'm going to share with you uh, to implement. And this will, I have confidence that it will help you uh, take uh, more action than you are at the moment. And if you're obviously an action taker and you get all your stuff done, feel free to get in touch and share with me uh, what you're doing and how you make it work. Uh, Because I don't have all the answers. I don't claim to know everything and uh, this platform is all about sharing ideas uh, and sharing is a two-way street so I'm more than happy to learn new things and add to my knowledge base. So Kieran and I spent uh, quite a bit of time uh, on the episode a few weeks ago talking about how to define your goals very very clearly Uh, and it's always good to revisit those goals to make sure that they are relevant to what you want to achieve, and to make sure that you still have the commitment and the enthusiasm to achieve those. Once you've done that, uh, it's important, I'd say, to develop a plan. Now, if someone like me, I like the plan to be very much detailed, uh, and so it's actionable. So I lay out all the steps, outline what needs doing, who's going to do them, by when, uh, and then have some kind of a traffic light system uh, in terms of red, amber, green, uh, so I know where we are uh, in terms of progress. You could number it from 1 to 5, 1 to 10, whatever you want, so you can look at the progress. Alongside that, if you want to get stuff done, uh, then make sure you assign responsibility, ideally, to one person. Now, if you're working on your own, uh, then pretty much everything will get assigned to you, but if you have a team, uh, then it's important that you assign responsibilities very, very clearly so everybody knows uh, who's doing what in terms of their roles and responsibilities. With that, it's also uh, important to set milestones uh, so you can track progress and you can keep and maintain momentum throughout your implementation process uh, because uh, without that, uh, you're not going to get a sense of achievement and that you're making progress Uh, So seeing progress uh, is going to harness more progress in you because you can see that you are uh, doing stuff. Alongside that, I think it's incredibly important and and this is uh, a step that people tend to miss uh, because sometimes we underestimate the difficulty of a particular task or the amount of time it's going to take uh, or we overestimate our own abilities And therefore, it's important that you allocate the right amount of resource uh, to make sure that things get done. Now, resource isn't just about people and time. It could also be about budgets. It could be about tools, software, uh, other resources that you need to get the job done. Uh, And I always uh, overestimate the resource we need uh, because then if we need less, we've done well, we're fine we're under budget, so to speak, and I think that's important. Moving on from there, I think it's also important to uh, look at where the risk is in terms of what could go wrong, what, what may not get done, and then come up with a backup plan to ensure that you remain proactive. Uh, the next bit, which again I think is important, is to make sure you have a plan and a tool or system To regularly monitor Uh, so if you're looking to implement uh, a a system uh, to achieve your goals uh, then you you need to make sure that you monitor it uh, because uh, I think it was someone from McKinsey who said what gets measured gets managed and what gets managed gets done or something to that tune Uh, so monitoring and measuring is important uh, and with measuring and monitoring, it's also important to have a very clear communication plan. Uh, so who reports to who, who does what, by when. Uh, so everybody knows the, the chain of command. Uh, and if people have problems, they know who to go to. Uh, if they need support, they know who to go to. With that, you also need to make sure that you have uh, the, the right resource in terms of personnel and have a very clear training and support mechanism and budget and this is where usually people tend to cut corners uh, because uh, like I said earlier they either underestimate uh, the challenge of the task or they end up uh, thinking about their own expertise and they think they can overachieve and both those uh, aren't good uh, because they lead to things not getting done and if you're anything like me once something slips there's a tendency to allow it to slip even further. And before you know it, it kind of falls off your radar or you lose the enthusiasm. And then what you plan to do or you intend to do uh, doesn't get done. Uh, So make sure that you have a a training and support mechanism uh, in your plan. Uh, And with that, also make sure that there's a clear feedback loop so that people can feedback progress, they can feedback when they need support, they can feedback, Problems, challenges, issues, call them what you like without getting to the semantics of the whole thing Uh, But you need to make sure that that there is a a clear feedback channel And very importantly, as we're kind of setting uh, the Roadmap here, is make sure that your plan has some slack in it Uh, And I'm a a sucker for having deadlines uh, Because that's the only way that I find things get done But uh I like to give people enough time to get things done rather than keeping it too tight, uh, because then people start slipping and like I said, once one one person slips or one task slips or one step slips, then then you've kind of created a scenario where slipping and not doing things uh becomes acceptable well before you've kind of accepted it. Uh, So you don't want to go there. I'd rather someone takes a bit longer but gets stuff done on time every time rather than keeping it too tight, too too, uh, pressurized and things don't get done. So make sure uh, there's adjustments and flexibility in your plan uh, because uh, the only thing guaranteed in a plan is that things won't go to plan. So uh, all these things I'm sharing with you here uh, will help you make sure that, that your plan gets done. Another challenge that people have is you set the goals, but who sets the quality control, as in the minimum acceptable level? Uh, and that's not always clear to people. Uh, and a good way to start this really is say, what does good look like? And translate that, interpret that, give people clarity on that, as in a good standard is X, whatever X may be uh, for you, so that everybody knows. What they are working towards And then you can obviously measure that against what they've done Compared to what you want them to do uh, And then that gives you a clear opportunity To see if things are to the level that you wanted And if they're not then you can obviously adjust accordingly Next on the list I have for you is Build uh, certain stages where you can celebrate achievements And this is very important and I'm going to talk more about this in the second section of this particular episode uh, because most people are good at beating themselves up, not so good at celebrating achievements and success and I think it's important you do that because that gives you a sense of achievement, Uh, it builds good work ethic, good team ethic uh, and everybody feels like that they get something out of it and that their work is recognised and applauded. And the last thing to set the scene is make sure that you have uh, a way to document everything, including the plan, the progress, the changes, the outcomes. Uh, and this is partly to, to see the progress, partly for future reference, and partly for learning, uh, so that when you do some, something similar again, rather starting from a blank canvas or a blank sheet, you've got something that you used previously, and you just use that and edit, and adopt. Amend as you see fit. So that's kind of the, the groundwork that you need to do uh, once you set your goals and your plan to go about achieving your goals. Now I'm going to move on to some of the key steps that you can take to make sure that things get done. Uh, so you you can call this an action plan. Uh, you can call, can call this a do list, and call it what you like. But if you follow this. In detail, step by step I assure you, with confidence Having done this for a very long time now uh, That you are going to be able To achieve more actions Than you would do if you weren't using this I And mean, there might be some people out there Who might be really good at writing stuff down And they write, they, they want to, they've written it They get it done on time, okay, every time And if that's you, fantastic but You carry on doing what you're doing But for the rest of us, uh, we're uh, fallible and every now and then we trip up and we don't always achieve what we're looking to achieve Uh, so if you're in that uh, bracket uh, or on that boat so am I Uh, so following this particular uh, process that I'm going to share with you uh, I think you're going to find it useful so try it out let me know how you get on and share your feedback so the first thing clearly is you've set certain goals and we covered this like I said in detail uh, a few weeks ago so you've got that you know what you're looking to achieve the next bit and this is really important uh, is to make sure that you focus on one goal at a time and again depending on the size of your team uh, you can break this down to different people Uh, And I think it's reasonably well known, and I'm I'm not a psychologist or or a scientist, uh, but the human mind uh, is reasonably competent at juggling three things at a particular time. Uh, So if you've got 20 goals and you try and do them all yourself, you're going to struggle. But I think focusing on one goal at a time uh, gives you more opportunity uh, and better focus and hope, I hope, better discipline to achieve it. So make sure you give everybody one goal if you can. It's a really big goal obviously you can break it into sub-goals uh, and if they're really small goals you can have maybe two or three goals that one person could be looking at. But focusing on one step, okay, uh, that that next one thing uh, is a very powerful concept. Once you've done that, uh, then I think it's time well spent to understand all aspects of your goal listing out all the different actions that need to take place uh, with the timeline. If you don't have a timeline, then things don't get done within time and then there can be a tendency to slip with the best intentions in the world. So research how best to go about achieving your goal and also break it down into baby steps, actionable steps. because Those actionable steps uh, give you transparency, they give you visibility, they give you accountability Uh, And they give you a roadmap to achieve uh, the things that you're looking to achieve. And this is incredibly important uh, because those baby steps uh, are usually achievable and give you direction. And as I said earlier, make sure that you create a detailed timeline laying out each step, who does what, when, how. And I've done this for a very long time now. Uh, and i'm not saying i'm perfect far from it uh, but we uh, we as in my team uh you have a pretty good track record in terms of making sure that we achieve the tasks that we set out uh, and that obviously comes through uh many years of experience uh and m- many years of not achieving things by the way and then you go out there and you try and learn How do I make sure I get stuff done and some of it's experience, some of it's obviously mentoring, coaching, some of it's learning things from other people, sharing ideas, picking up ideas, reading stuff, consuming information, okay, and that, all of that should help you uh, get better at achieving your goals. As I said in the first part of this particular episode is you need to allocate the necessary resources And I always over-allocate because if I over-allocate and we need less resource, we're okay. If I under-resource, there's more pressure, more likely things won't get done, more likely that the quality might slip, we might create something inferior, and all of those things are not good. So over-promise, sorry, under-promise, over-deliver. And with that, make sure you... Uh, allocate more resource Now when you've So you've got your action plan You've broken so your goals You've broken it down Into smaller goals Or sub goals You've now allocated them To your team members They've got clarity On what they're achieving They can do a bit of research Or speak to colleagues Who've done uh, s- Similar things uh, To kind of Conduct their own research Into how they're going to go About uh, achieving things uh, You've broken it down for them or with them in terms of uh, actionable steps. And usually I don't do this step for people uh, because then it becomes a bit too autocratic. I allow people to go away, think about it, brainstorm, talk to other team members, come up with their own action plan, share it with me. I'll then obviously share uh, my own take on that in terms of my own experience or I'll ask a few searching questions just to make sure that they've thought about things uh, reasonably thoroughly and that uh, they understand the action steps that they have created. And then obviously you you'll have your timeline of what gets done uh, and you can then prioritize tasks uh, and prioritizing tasks is incredibly important. Uh, and obviously you decide what takes priority. There are loads of different things out there that help you prioritize. Dr. Stephen Colby has got a particular good system, uh, and a good matrix in terms of urgent, important tasks. Uh, I'm not going to go into that too much because that's that's his thing, Uh, but there's plenty of information available online and in his books uh, to help you focus on that. But what I will do is share a quick story with you uh, about a guy called I.B. Lee uh, who was introduced to Charles Schwab, and Charles Schwab was, I think, the chairman of Bethlehem Steel, which was a huge company uh, in America and he was introduced to uh, Charles Schwab uh, by, I think, David Rockefeller uh, or someone of that particular ilk and magnitude. Uh, I don't quite remember who. uh, uh, Sorry, in fact, I think it was Andrew Carnegie. Andrew Carnegie introduced Ivy Lee to uh, Charles Schwab, uh, and Ivy meets Charles, uh, and Charles says... I am looking to be a bit more focused, and Ivy Lee says, "Let me." Sh-. And by the way, Charles was not a big fan of management consultants and p- people coming in uh, to telling him what to do because he was very su- successful uh, and uh, he knew what he was talking about. Anyhow, Ivy said, "Let me share one small thing that I think you can do every single day, and this will help you achieve your goals. Okay, and your, uh, and your action plan." Uh, more frequently and more often than not And he said you do what he calls A prioritise and a reprioritise list So when you start List out three priorities for the day Or for the hour Or for half a day Or for the week Whatever uh, it works for you Let's just call it for the day And then you list tasks one, two, three One being the most important So you do that once you've done that, then you add a, a fourth item or a fourth action if you have one. And then you look at point two, three and four. And then you reprioritize depending on what is the main priority there. Just because task two seemed like the second most important priority, maybe the, the fourth one okay, is more uh, important now or the one that you listed third okay, has become more important and urgent. So you reprioritize, you do that. So on and so forth, but you only have three at any one time. So you prioritize and reprioritize uh, and keep your focus. Uh, And then once he gave Charles this advice, Charles said, how much do I owe you? And Ivy said, implement it, I think for six months or a a year or something like that. And then uh, depending on how much value you get, you can pay me later. Uh, And as legend has it, Charles Schwab, I think, sent uh, Ivy Lee a check for $25,000 or something like that. Remember, this is around the early 1900s. So $25,000 was a huge amount of money in those days. And and because Charles had used this particular very simple system. Remember, simplicity is what works. I'm trying to make things complicated uh, doesn't usually work too well. Keep it simple. Uh, or at least uh, simplify it. So, it is did, not be simple, but simplify the best that you can. And Charles f- changed the way uh, he did things by using this priority, repriority list. And, uh, like I said, gave I believe a significant amount of money. So, make sure you prioritize, make sure you've got clear deadlines so everybody knows what they're working towards. Uh, Because that's incredibly important. Without a deadline, nothing ever gets done, in my experience. Uh, And if you look at your own life, pretty much everything has a deadline to some extent. Uh, From the time we go to school and we do homework and we have exams, so on and so forth, uh, pretty much everything that that gets done usually gets done because it has some kind of a defined deadline. With that, make sure that you regularly track your progress. And breaking things down into actionable steps, which you've already done, and I've shared that with you, uh, allows you to then have a t- timeline and then look at progress. And when things don't work well, I mean, don't beat yourself up or beat other people up. I, I'm just a fan of saying, okay, autopsy without blame. If something that hasn't been done, why isn't it done? Do we not have the necessary resources or the training and support okay, uh, available? Uh, Was the responsibility not assigned correctly or to the right person? Uh, Was it not communicated properly? Uh, Did it not have the right support uh, structure in place? Or did something else come up, another project or something else that happened uh, which can be used as a valid reason for not being on track? Uh, And like I said, if you've allocated or over allocated a resource, this should not happen very often uh, because you've got more resources than is needed and therefore you'll be able to achieve the tasks with that make sure you adjust your plan as needed and this is based on performance and feedback from your team there's no harm in adjusting things and changing deadlines somewhat uh, and making the plan more detailed or parking something up because it's not a priority anymore There's there's no harm in any of those things as long as you do it with Purpose, And you do it because there's a good reason for doing it And not because it's slipping Or people aren't doing what they're supposed to do Or things aren't being communicated properly uh, Or they're going well over budget Which happens uh, way too often And you're thinking this has become unsustainable Unaffordable So ditch it And like I said there's no harm in that As long as it's it's a conscious choice Absolutely works So you can see here I'm kind of Only going through a third of the list This is quite detailed But it's the detailed stuff uh, That helps you make sure And make certain That things get done So as I'm sharing this with you Just list all all, all the different action points And then work through these As you are working on your goals And I kid you not You're going to increase uh, The success rate if you do this by a significant amount So once you've adjusted your plan as needed And you're tracking progress And you're making progress I think it's extremely important To make sure that you reward yourself And your team members For meeting milestone milestones To keep everybody motivated See, it's, you know, One of the qualms I used to hear When I used to go out And, and talk to be, uh, people as a business consultant Or to their uh, a business owners Team members, employees one of the things that common things they use, tables, we're not, we're not appreciated, we're not recognized. The boss is good at telling us when we fall short. He's, he or she, they are good at complaining and moaning and telling us where we've not achieved what we're supposed to achieve. But when we do do stuff, seldom if ever do they say thank you, well done, recognize that. Make it obvious to everybody uh, They'll beat us up in front of everybody If you haven't done anything And if they say well done They'll do it, usually do it in private And that should be the opposite by the way If some, somebody hasn't done anything Share this, that with them privately uh, And you can pull them up If they've achieved something uh, Which is worthy of notice Give them praise in front of the entire team So that they feel good about themselves The, the last point that I, I talked about was to reward yourself and your team uh, for meeting milestones to help people stay motivated, committed, recognized, appreciated, because all of those things are incredibly important. And those are a part of the fuel that people need to keep them going. Recognition and a pat on the back, it goes a long, long way, let me assure you. With that, with any plan, Make sure that you maintain a certain amount of flexibility to adapt the plan due to unforeseen circumstances. So maybe some employees were off sick. Maybe somebody's had had an accident. Maybe somebody's had a bereavement. Uh, Maybe your uh, allocated budget uh, has halved or reduced. Maybe there's some some of the curved balls been thrown in where this goal isn't as important now uh, as, as you thought it was. Uh, or you want to allocate less resource to it because something else, which is more important or takes priority, uh, has come up, which you hadn't planned about previously. Whatever it is, uh, having flexibility in a plan is good, and having, having flexibility in life is good because being too rigid uh, means that you're not fluid enough uh, and you you don't adapt. Okay, and you're just too hard nosed about things. Uh, that might work for some people, but I think generally speaking, uh, those who are more flexible tend to uh, achieve more overall over a certain period the flexibility is important it's also important uh, to engage in regular monitoring now this could be a daily meeting could be a weekly meeting could be a half day meeting could be every two days whatever the could be monthly bimonthly quarterly so on and so forth you decide on what level or frequency of monitoring you are going to do. Uh, But make sure it aligns with uh, the goals and the action plan that you have created. And the the point of these meetings, obviously, is to have accountability, uh, which is important. Uh, But you could also have uh, a leaderboard, you see who's done uh, more tasks, and then you can kind of create a game around that. So the person who's achieved... Uh, more of their task this week gets to go home early on on a Friday, for example, right? Or, or get some other type of uh, benefit. Which uh, so then it should be something meaningful that people care about, uh, rather than just you know uh, giving them some financial benefit, which most people might not be driven by that. Some maybe, most might not. So make sure that whatever incentive that you set, okay, is something that people actually want. And then they're going to strive and drive towards achieving it. And alongside that, the the conversation in those uh, meetings is about, okay, what got done? What didn't get done? Why didn't it get done? Okay, how do we make sure we get back on track? What support do people need? Okay, and how are they going to go about making sure uh, that they catch up? Uh, Because I'm not a huge fan of saying, oh, we've slipped a bit here. So now extend the deadline. No. Let's now see what what we can do to make sure we can get back on track. That's a better conversation to have. Inevitably, it might lead to, we need to extend the deadline because there's more uh, slippage here than we anticipated. But there's got to be good reason for that. And just changing the deadline every every time something doesn't get done means it'll be a never-ending deadline. Therefore, it's not a, a real deadline. Deadline shouldn't change. OK, that's why I, I said earlier on, it's better to have uh, a, some slack time okay, and a generous deadline up front rather than keeping it very tight and pressurized and then having to change it four times or five times or however many times. So and then obviously sharing good practice, uh, keeping people motivated uh, through those meetings is uh, important uh, alongside obviously recognizing Achievements, and I think in those meetings it's really important uh, that you create uh, a an atmosphere and an environment uh, where people where you can ask for feedback, and everybody else can ha- ask for feedback from stakeholders, team members, anybody involved in this particular goal setting or project. Uh, because feedback helps us to improve things, and feedback is the breakfast of champions. Uh, so we should always always be open to feedback uh, because it helps us to improve and grow and develop. Uh, and feedback to individuals on their performance, feedback on the overall goal, feedback on the different steps, feedback on how the teams are working, uh, all of these things are incredibly important. Now, depending on the complexity of your particular goal uh, and your action steps, uh, I tend to kind of, for the smaller ones, just use Excel. I just, I just find it easier. You can have a Word document. You can have it on, on a whiteboard, for example, uh, or to be a bit more sophisticated you can use a project management tool. uh, And and there's plenty of good ones out there. I'm not going to recommend any. Uh, I've used a few different ones over the years, some really good ones. And these uh, tools uh, help you stay organized and are a communication uh, system so they help people stay informed uh, of what's going on uh, as things go on. Because let's say someone's got a problem okay, and you're having a weekly meeting and the meeting's every Monday morning but someone's got a, a problem on Tuesday or Wednesday, no point in them wait saving it till the following Monday to share that. If you've got a, a project management tool, then you can just use that as you go along and people can p- post in there when they've got a challenge and others can then share best practice and obviously also offer support. Uh, and it works really well. Something else that I used to do, which used to work really, really well, uh, is we used to have a daily huddle. So everybody used to k- get together in a particular team and talk about what well w- what went well yesterday, what did they achieve, what are their goals for today, okay, and simple as that. And it was just a very quick 5-7 minute huddle, there's kind of small sub-teams so of anywhere from 2-5 to five people and then we used to have a whiteboard and we used to put the actions up there, maximum 3 for everybody, next day you review that and then you add different actions, and it keeps people on track and keeps them moving, okay? Uh because uh momentum beats meditation in this in this particular instance, and meditation is important as well, but momentum and movement are important to make sure that things go on uh and get done. What's really important in in, in all this really is to make sure that you keep your team committed to the plan, even when you face challenges. And therefore, you've got to think about when the chips are down, okay, and when things aren't working out, how am I going to keep my team enthusiastic? What things am I going to introduce? How am I going to make sure that I keep them excited, as excited as they were when we set the goals at the start? Because when you face challenges and things don't quite go well, the level of commitment Tends to reduce. If that reduces. And the activity reduces. If that reduces. The performance reduces. If that reduces the overall outcome and results. Reduce. Decline. Don't get done. So make sure you have something to make people. Or keep people committed. And it's important that you uh, communicate your plan effectively with everybody involved. So everybody has crystal clarity in terms of what they need to do and and how they're going to go about doing it uh, so that the, there's no uh, room and space. I didn't quite understand that. That wasn't made clear to me. I wasn't really clear if that was my task or my job. I thought that that was for somebody else. I thought this had to be done later. You know, I've pretty much heard all the excuses under the sun to some extent over the last 21 years. Uh, and remember, excuse, excuses and results... Are mutually exclusive. You're either doing one or the other. I don't know which one I'd rather be doing. Now you also need to make sure that you clarify when things go wrong and obstacles ar- uh, arise. How do we go about solving them? Is there a team meeting? Do people have a mentor? Do they have a buddy system? Do they go in the project management uh, system and ask for help? What do they do? when they stumble and importantly how do we give them confidence when I mean, when if they feel things are not right cuz something's not right kind of uh, in their head in terms of they don't feel confident or they've got things going on at home or they just kind of feel like they've lost their mojo uh, or they just something having a bad day okay what things are you going to build in there to offer them the support that they need and have an arm around them uh, so that they stay enthusiastic. And I think most people underestimate this and and don't give it the the, uh, priority that they ought to, uh, and that's partly why they don't achieve everything they set out to achieve. So you've got to have something in plan for when things don't get done and how you fix, uh, fix them. The next one is, to make sure that you collect and analyze data. I'm a huge fan of that. I would be, I'm an accountant, I, I love data. Uh, but make sure you, you've got there, uh, the information there to collect and analyze data. Because the analysis will show you patterns, will show you correlations, will build a story, and it'll tell you uh, the data will tell you what to do and what not to do. So data is incredibly important and it gives you insights uh, into things that you might not pick up, you might not be aware of and some and things that you can use for the future so this this isn't, isn't just for that particular goal or that particular project it's uh resource and information useful information that you can use going forward the next one is a very common one and i think it's safe to say that everybody has been affected by this uh, more often than not and that is distractions and you've got to find ways of keeping people focused on their objective without getting distracted. And what I usually do is uh, say, listen, there are going to be distractions. No one starts work at nine o'clock and since then bangs out work uh, all the way to four, five, six, whatever time they finish. People do have a bit of slack. So I tend to build 25% slack time every single day. So up front, I say, you're going to do it anyway. I know you are. So there's no point in trying to pretend that, you know, I expect you to work every second, every minute, okay, every hour of the day. It's not going to happen. If you're working eight hours, two hours, I'm going to write off that you're just going to look, look at your phone and uh, make a cup of tea and coffee and chat to your colleague and go on the internet, that kind of stuff. You know what? I know uh, you do that. You know you do that. So let's be cool with it and let me give you that time anyway. But I'll give you that time. Don't abuse that by making 25%, 45%, 50%, so on and so forth. But I think if you, if you give people some boundaries and some flexibility and autonomy, uh, most people will respect and appreciate that and won't abuse it. So build that slack in anyway because they're going to do it anyway. So why not just kind of own up to it and create a, an open environment uh, where you say it's acceptable to a certain degree and limit. And my condition on that is, you've got to be achieving your goals. So I'm giving you some slack time, you're still not achieving your goals, then you're abusing that particular uh, opportunity and therefore you're letting the whole team down. So avoid distractions, but also build in time for distractions and build in an environment where there's minimal distractions. The next one is to practice resilience. How do you as a team bounce back from setbacks quickly? How do you help individuals bounce back quickly? Do you have training in place? Do you have mentoring in place? Do you have a buddy system in place? What mechanism do you have in place to help people get back on track? Do you have external support that that, that they can call on? A coach or something else? Just to help them realign and refocus so that they get back on track. Uh, because if you don't have that, people will slip. If you don't have the necessary support mechanism, uh, then they're likely to slip again and slip uh, regularly. The next one is, I think it's a really important, uh, incredibly important uh, that you build uh, an environment where your team members can openly seek support. So it's a supportive environment where they can go to their peers or their seniors, superiors, team leads, supervisors, so on and so forth, say, I've got an issue here. How do I go around it? I've thought about it, and here's the two or three things that I could do, but I'm not sure which one's going to be the most important or whether there's something that I'm missing. So build that within your team so people have confidence that they can go out to their team members or peers or colleagues to seek support because we all need support we all have good days and bad days we all have other things going on in our lives uh, which sometimes tend to take our focus away we all have periods where we're not we we lose that kind of extra 5% that we're giving it uh because it's just become mundane and maybe maybe just maybe the task or the activity that you gave somebody Maybe that's not their strength Maybe you want them to try something And it isn't quite right for them Take them off it Move them somewhere else uh, Because you're just going to relieve the burden And they're going to appreciate the fact That you recognised this was something That they don't like doing Or maybe don't have the expertise Or don't have the enthusiasm uh, And they've tried their best And they've given it a go And it isn't quite working out so best say, okay, let's move you elsewhere and get somebody else to come in here so that the whole thing keeps moving. Movement and momentum, as I've said a couple of times before, are important. You've also got to make sure that you reflect on your progress and everybody in your team reflects. Uh, and hear them out, okay? And see how what language they use, how they're talking about, okay? What they're... Reflecting on is it positive, negative, is it enthusiastic, is it all doom and gloom, is it all uh, about them moaning about where the the goal or the level of work or the lack of support or the lack of training or the lack of resource, so on and so forth. Hear them out, okay, uh, reflecting on the progress and then do some things to address their concerns. Otherwise, if you don't know anything, they say, well we had all this time talking about uh, Why we think things aren't working out And the boss, the governor uh, the, the gaffer just wasn't interested And if you're interested you listen And then you you yourself re- reflect And make certain changes And the last one here uh, And this is number 25 by the way In case uh, you're keeping count Is Celebrate your success At the end of the project Okay Or the goal So that everybody Feels like it was worth it So this celebration Is a collective As a team Going out from, for a meal Or going to watch a sporting event Or going for a day out Or just going to a spa Or whatever works Again, You ask your team members what they What they prefer And then build things within that uh, But celebrate success that way and i obviously also celebrate success by joining some of the spoil by story, by sharing some of the spoils. Because if everybody gets some financial benefit, also other benefits, uh, then you're cultivating, creating a platform uh, where everybody benefits. So they are doing the hard work. And it's my inherent belief they ought to be rightfully Rewarded for that, but also, okay, that you get something on top as a, an incentive uh, or a bonus so that they can see that they also benefited personally. Uh, and I know you, some might say, Oh, well, i paid pay them a salary to do that. Uh, well, how that, how's that plan working out for you? Just because you're paying a salary doesn't mean people will do everything that they're supposed to do on time every time. So build something extra to help people. Okay, Recognise Understand that you recognise When they are doing A good job So that's my list for you Uh, But obviously uh, If you haven't set goals uh, It's never too late And I'm I'm not a big fan of saying Oh let's set goals Just because it's January No Set goals When goals are needed And if that happens to be May Then be it May Or or August Or September Or whatever You don't just I don't think Sit there Once a year After Christmas when you're bored uh, And you've got two or three days to go to work Let me sit here and set my goals For the following year I mean it's uh, it's an uh, opportune time And most people do it then But I don't think it's The be all end all to do it then You do it when you feel it's right And cultivate and create an environment Where people can uh, Feel like that they are making a difference uh, because if you don't as all of us know as human beings we tend to get bored pretty quickly we tend to get distracted very quickly we tend to think the grass is greener on the other side or elsewhere and the grass is seldom green anywhere else okay it's just we don't tend to recognize the green grass that we have uh, because we just camouflage that okay, uh, with our own perception uh, in terms of what we think is happening, and that is usually isn't, isn't a very good place to be and of course the best with the best intention in the world, setting any goals and then not doing the action is uh guaranteed to reach or to uh, end in failure so why why would you do that? Why would you spend so much time setting your goals, creating your goals, okay, and being excited about them? They're not having a clear Okay Defined process Like the one I've shared with you this 25 step Okay uh, Process And remember the Step one was To actually sm- Set the goal Step two was Focus on, on the goal uh, On one goal at a time And number, number 25 was Celebrating success When a goal is achieved uh, So Make sure you have some Mechanism there To help you uh, Succeed more often Than you Fail Because if you don't have this And when I never had this uh, I used to achieve less Having had this now uh, And having a process I achieve more Because you can see here uh, It helps you to realign things It helps you with accountability It gives you visibility You have a support mechanism People can ask questions There's clear deadlines You're tracking your process Okay You're using tools out there, which increase your likelihood of success. You're communicating things properly. You're gathering information and analysing it uh, and using that data to make better decisions. Okay, you're reducing, distracting, uh, sorry, you're reducing distractions there and thereby increasing focus Okay, and creating a, a supportive environment uh, and you're reflecting on progress. And you're celebrating success. So this pretty much is, I think, the roadmap, the detailed roadmap, which will help you to achieve your goals more often. And obviously the after test is for you to go away, set some goals, or if you already set them, use this, okay, to create a very clear plan to go about achieving your goals. And what I'd be delighted to hear from you at some point in the future, you say, Shaz, I tried it out, and either that this didn't work, which I'm telling you it will work because it's a tried, tested, trusted process that I've built over time. But if it didn't work for you, okay, I'll be keen to hear why you think it didn't work, and then that gives me uh, something to do in terms of I then give you input to share with you how I think you can improve it. But if you do it, I'm pretty certain, okay, I'll bet my bottom dollar. If you follow this uh, You will achieve more How much more I don't know Because I don't know you And I don't know how you work But what I know is You'll achieve more And if you do this for three months And then you reflect And compare those three months To the previous three months Or the previous three years If you like You'll see that you achieved more Because you had a process And processes are powerful So I hope you find that useful And this alongside the episode on goal setting will give you a new drive will give you a new focus that will help you be more determined about achieving your goals and therefore ensuring that you have a better output thanks for listening to wealth made simple you can follow and contact shaz on the facebook pages entrust property tax and the profits wizard you can also find shaz on linkedin youtube and instagram alternatively email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk build your wealth by mastering money